Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward who has over 10 years in the markets. How are you today? The podcast has a simple format which will see us talking about the top three financial stories in the news. This week we're looking at gold, the euro and Ethereum. First things first though, Henry, how's your week been? Week has been up and down. So as a stock trader, as you may know, we got onto a couple of uh, trades, uh, anyone who's been on my webinars, and they have gone up a little bit and now they're down a little bit and then back break even. So the stock market has been very reactive to the second wave of coronavirus at the present moment. So that's been pretty flat. But anyone who has been trading euro over the last week, uh, it has been flying and the same with the cryptocurrencies. Okay, well, let's crack on with topic one then, which is gold. So the first thing, though, is I've heard a little fun fact about gold that you can fit all the gold in the world under the Eiffel Tower. Who knows if it's true or not, but (laughs) (laughs) it it, it sounds interesting. (laughs) Okay, well, gold has been on a bit of a bull run recently and looks like it will continue. So what's behind this bullish trend? You know, the first thing forces gold has seen as a, as a safe haven. So you have all the older investors, the traditional investors who are looking at a market as uncertain because we have coronavirus there has decimated the world and people are looking at safe havens to put their money. Now, one of the biggest safe havens out there is the likes of gold, whereas years ago, Gold was our actually currency that we used. And when we actually started using fiat, the Federal Reserve put gold reserves in the vault and locked it away to cover the amount of money that has once in the in the market. Now, with what's going on and governments printing money like it's going out of fashion and really devaluing their currencies, you have the likes of gold, which is a finite resource that is very, very hard to mine. So that is one of the main reasons on this is people are looking for safe places to put their money. They're trying to find tangible things and gold is one of those. Yeah, you mentioned that back in the day before all the currency in the world, it was backed by gold and that was put into the Federal Reserve. That's obviously no longer true anymore because of how much additional printing governments have done of their various currencies. And so there isn't that link as there was. Yeah, but what they've done since then is they've just, you have bailouts in the likes of Eurozone, you have the pandemic here, you have what happened in 2007, the financial crisis. And through all those uh, phenomenons, they have now printed more money, pumped money into the market, and theoretically devalued the actual currencies they once had. So. Well, yeah, as you say, gold is very much considered a safe haven, which is why it's been reaching record highs of around the just under $2,000 mark. I think it was about 1980 at one stage, which is a huge run over the last few months. Now, on the eToro platform, there's two different ways that you can buy it. There's the CFD way, which is contract for difference or as an underlying asset. What's your thoughts and the pros and cons on these different alternatives? 
it depends on what type of investor you are. You'll have investors who will swear by the physical asset, whereas traders who will just trade the CFD. Now, the problem with buying the physical asset is there, there's only so much of it that you can store under your, under your bed. Now, it's not, it's not a massively safe place to store the physical asset, is it? Um, <laughs> uh, and, and that's one of the big problems with buying the asset. If, now, if you buy the physical asset, generally there's a holding fee from brokers. They will charge you for holding it somewhere if not then you have to try get a safe and actually do that yourself whereas most traders will actually trade the cfd rather than the physical entity now the cfd is a contract for difference where you can speculate on the price going up or down now if we get a pull back to about the 1800 mark if you look at the charts there's a massive support level there and if we come back to that level that will be a good technical entry for anyone who is looking to trade it on a cfd Okay, so looking a little bit deeper with gold, obviously very reflective of what happens with the US jobs data that gets released every month. This figure seems to be getting worse every time they announce it. So could we see this uptrend on the value of gold continue? There is a massive link between US dollar and the likes of gold. When US dollar is weak, gold generally gets strong. And when gold gets weak, US dollar generally gets strong. So you will see money jump out of one asset into another. As we know, US dollar is the biggest traded currency in the world. So with the pandemic, and it looks like that the job state is getting worse and worse every single time we have an announcement, we could continue to see this happening. Now, we have long-term gold traders that I have been talking to for over years, and they are now vindicated and holding on to gold over this whole run. Now, we can't contribute the whole run on gold down to COVID-19 because the bull run on gold did start in December 2015. And it has had a huge spike over the last two to four months. Now, yes, we can attribute that to the likes of COVID-19 and a lot of people looking for that safe haven. But the bull run did start years beforehand. There's two different gold tickers, which are GLD and then gold. As a novice trader, which one should they be starting to look at if they want to invest in gold for the first time? Well, gold is a normal way uh, that most people trade. Now, that is the CFD, which means that you get an entry at the right time, you put a stop loss in, and you have your take profit. Now, with eToro on a CFD, we, have, we put a, a stop loss at 50% of the asset itself. So you always have a, a stop loss on when you're trading a CFD. And that's one of the safety units that eToro has put in place for clients. So once you are trading a CFD, you have to get your entry point exactly spot on. And that's why I said a little bit earlier that there's a level at 1800. If it comes back to that area, there's a potential trade there if it gives us the correct entry. Now, it may not. For novice traders that have never traded for, GLD is the ticker for gold, which is an ETF. Now, it is similar to trading physical gold. It tracks the underlying gold price. Now, GLD is the largest physical-based gold fund in the world. So it gives you an option to buy the underlying asset. So it buys the commodity and invests in the commodity and actually runs along the same lines as gold itself. So which means then that you buy it and you can hold on to it long term. You're not subject to fees. You're not subject to rollover charges. You're not subject to anything like that. But the problem is, is with buying the underlying asset is the same return on investment is not going to happen to CFD. So you have to work out, are you a long-term hold, which would be great on an EFT, 
or sorry, ETF, or if you're a short-term trader, you'd be jumping in out of the market, then a CFD would be for you. You mentioned that there's a support line at $1,800. So does that mean that for yourself, currently you wouldn't be looking at at opening a a trade? You'd be waiting for it to come down in value a little bit or is now still a good time to be jumping in on gold? The way to explain it to everyone is that you you never try to catch a falling knife. Okay, because you'll end up cutting yourself. And that's the best way to explain it. Or if you're going to buy something, why would you pay full price for something and wait for a sale? And that's what that's what has to happen is now gold at the minute is at a record high. Now, is that the best place to buy it? No, I want it to come back, have a little sell off, a little sale, which means that it may be 10% off, it may be 20% off. And then once I get back to that level, then jump in. And that's the thing with trading is that a lot of novice traders will jump in at an all-time high, a record, because they've seen the news, they've seen the spike, they've seen everything like this. But the problem is the seasoned traders will wait for a pullback and then jump in. Would you look at a short position then in gold, the CFD? Oh, absolutely not. Because remember, the trend is your friends till the bend at the end. We have no idea when the bend is going to happen at the minute. We are consistently getting higher highs on this. We're consistently getting higher lows. So this would go against every single rule that I have. We have no real support levels because it's now at a record high. So no, our resistance levels either because it's at a record high. So it'd be absolutely against everything I stand for to short gold at the minute because it's something similar to Tesla. I get this every day of the week on any of the groups or whether it's a Skype group, whether it's on my WhatsApp group or whatever. Oh, Henry, I'm, I'm, out. I'm just short of Tesla. Well, if you've done that now, you've just lost money. And the same with gold. (laughs) So you have to be absolutely perfect with your entry to get these bull runs at the top of the turn. It's easier go with the tide. And at the minute, it's a bull run. So just wait for a short sell-off because it happens all the time. Just have to be patient. And once that patient pays off, then we get in and we buy again. Okay, well, let's move on to topic two then, which is the euro, which is the second largest traded currency in the world, also nicknamed the FIBA or the single currency. So over the last few days, we've seen big movement on the euro. And with most of the currencies down because of what's happened over the last few months, can we expect this to continue? Now, the single currency was introduced in 2019, and it was actually rolled out in 2020. Now, when this was rolled out, it was trading at 0.6000, okay, versus the GBP. As you can see, the euro has gone on from strength to strength. And at today's price, is actually trading at 0.9068, which is a 30% growth in the euro. Or if you want to look at it this way, it's a 30% decrease in the GBP. So that depends on how you look at it. Now, the main reason for this growth over the last couple of weeks is a 750 billion bailout of the European states. That's one of the biggest movers. Its currency is very reactive to news announcements. And once you have a figure like this that's come together and going to be bailed out the European member states, then this is, this is huge for Euro, yes. 750 billion is a huge bailout number, but with a second wave potentially coming very soon, is that big enough to kickstart the European economy? This is a big number, but remember, European Union is accustomed to bailing out its member states. Remember the Ireland and Greece bailout. Greece, over the last eight years, has been given $289 billion. Now, Ireland, to a lesser extent, was given $85 billion back after the 2007 crash. 
Now, there's 12 countries to spread that to 750 billion over. So when you look at the outside of it, it looks really, really good. But once you put it into perspective of the two bailouts that's already happened, the numbers are really, really small. But remember, it's a good starting point. So we have the feel-good factor. We have people starting to jump in on it again. So it is something that is potentially going there. But I would possibly see a second or even third bailout as we go along, as we get the final numbers on how badly this coronavirus has affected everyone. We've started to see Britain put additional quarantines on some countries, such as Spain, recently with this two-week quarantine for any Brit who's been over there for a holiday How hard will this hit Spain? And I imagine that will in turn affect the euro. This will be big for Spain. Their tourism is worth 159 billion a year. So in effect, this is telling the world that Spain is not a safe place to go. If you look at TUI yesterday announced that they've cancelled all holidays to Spain this year. And this looks like a huge blow to the likes of Spain. But with the bailouts giving 750 billion, It is going to be a feel-good factor. We are going to see a little bit of a a run on the likes of Euro. But the likes of Spain, if they continue like this, if the same with Italy, if some of the other member states also have to be locked down again, it means then that this will turn negative very, very quickly. And it doesn't take a whole lot for currencies to turn around because currencies get very spooked very, very quickly and they move massively on the news announcements. Now, whether they continue in that direction is very unlikely. But what happens is, is once these announcements come out, they do jump very, very quickly. With the news agenda being so focused on COVID over the last few months, there's one thing that has kind of been swept under the carpet and that's Brexit. What's happening there and and are the most recent events affecting the Euro tool? It was the most talked about topic for three years in Britain. Now, if you go to mainland Europe and you mentioned Brexit, they would ask you, what's that? This didn't massively affect the likes of mainland Europe because they had the other member states. It wasn't, it wasn't a big thing over there. But what we have found over the, this period of time is that there is life after Brexit. Now, one of the big things that's going on at the minute is we have a deadline of the 31st of December. This is when the deal, our trade agreement, is to be sorted out. If that trade deal doesn't happen by the 31st of December, which actually looks pretty likely that it's not going to happen, this will have a huge knock-on effect on the likes of GBP, which will probably see the likes of the euro strengthen. Well, let's move on to topic three then, which is Ethereum. So Ethereum is the second largest crypto asset by market capitalization behind Bitcoin. It's a decentralized open source blockchain featuring smart contract functionality. And over the last few months has had a huge surge in price. What's been happening with Ethereum to cause this? Now, this has been the big winner in the crypto assets this year. Price started at the start of the year about $130. And then with the pandemic went down to the low of around 85, which is now trading at 334 where it's just under a 300% return on investment from the low of the coronavirus, which is a huge run on the likes of this. Now, some people see the crypto assets as a safe haven for money when something like this happens. So we talked about a little earlier on that gold has been a safe haven. Now, with the younger crowd, because it's not as much as the older generation, but the younger crowd see this as a massive safe haven and also with huge growth potential. It's interesting that gold, which has obviously seen a rise in value because it's seen as a safe haven, has gone up. And then Ethereum, which surprises me because I would say Bitcoin is more associated as a currency equivalent to the US dollar or alternative, should I say? 
there's a couple of reasons for this, but the, the main reason is, is for the staking. And that's the main reason why the, the value on this one has gone up. But as we see a safe haven, as I'm a little more old school, so I'll be looking at gold to actually, to actually put my money into. But if you look at it, gold is massively overextended. It's at an all-time record high. So a lot of traders are seeing much more potential in the likes of the cryptos to go into as a safe haven at the present moment in time, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's Ethereum. But as we can see over the last seven months, so the beginning of the year, we can see that Ethereum has been the, the one that everyone has gone to. One, because of the safe haven, and two, because of the staking. When cryptos rise, the others seem to rise with it. Has that been the case with Ethereum? Have we seen rises in the likes of Bitcoin, Litecoin, etc.? Not as much. From the start of the year or from the low of the pandemic, yes, we have seen a little bit of activity over the likes of these, yes. But one of the things that has happened is that Ethereum has risen much, much more in percentage-wise than the other ones. We have had a general run on all of them, but the likes of Bitcoin, the likes of being in a slow trajectory down are sideways. But Ethereum has just gone on from trend to trend, so it has been a massive winner over this pandemic, yes. So what's been behind the upward trajectory this year on Ethereum? Do you think it can be put down to people diversifying their portfolios away from stocks in the US dollar? Now, there are a few factors. Now, one of them has been the one that you mentioned above. But since the beginning of 2020, there has been a nice upward trajectory on Ether. Now, this is because of the anticipation of Ether 2.0. Now, this enables staking for users. Now, this has pushed demand upwards now, staking allows users to receive incentives when miners are eliminated from the Ethereum net. Now, so to put that into pretty simple English, it just incentivizes people who are actually holding on to Ethereum. And that's the main, main reason. So to put it into context, it's very similar to receiving a dividend on your stock once you hold on to it long enough. No one knows how long or how much of a staking that you're or incentive that you're going to receive for holding on to that. But that's the main reason behind the drive. One, yes, you have the likes of a drive on gold and potentially people looking to diversify their portfolio. But this is the main reason why it has gone in the opposite trajectory to a lot of the crypto assets up to the last week. Yeah, so just to clarify, Ethereum is basically moving from a proof of work concept to a proof of stake consensus. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also what's going on is there's, this upgrade is now going to continue for the rest of the year. So this is dubbed Ether 2.0. And then we actually get to, to the third stage of this. So this is just an improvement from the phase of when that phase is completed, then we should have an Ethereum network that is much smoother, runs a little bit better. And it then just turns into proof of works to, from proof of works to a proof of a stake consensus. So it is something that is beneficial for likes of this it actually incentivizes people to hold on to ethereum and on a crypto assets kind of world it's a win-win situation for everyone traditionally i've been the one who's very pro crypto and you've been a little bit more traditional i would say <laughs> with your trading and investing however off the back of this and obviously some good news coming out for cryptos recently have you changed your mind or is it still an asset class that you're a little bit reluctant to invest in Oh, I'm someone who's very open to things. So there is actually a level, uh, I think about three, five, six now on the likes of Ethereum. Now, if it hits that level and comes back off it, then it comes back down to around the $300 mark. Yes, it's something I would potentially invest into. 
Great. Well, that's it for this week's three topics. Is there anything else that people should be watching? Crypto and Euro, they're the, they're the two big movers at the minute. So we've gone through them on the podcast. That wraps it up for this week. As always, you can hear more from Henry on his weekly webinar each Tuesday. And all you have to do is go to the eToro Trading School page to find out more. Or you can follow him on his eToro Trading account. And your login is? So if you want to go onto the trading accounts and have a look and see what I've invested in, it's Henry Francis Ward. And you can see me on the eToro platform. Or if you want to go to watch webinars, it's the eToro Trading School. If you want to listen to the podcast, you have to go onto the learn section or whether it's webinars you want, you go to the register section. Thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. We look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.